Welcome to Front Office Pros. The NFL draft is complete, and after reviewing each team's selections, we decided that it is time to bring out our report cards to give our draft grades for every NFL team. In this video, we will discuss all of the AFC teams. In our next video, we will be discussing the NFC teams. Before we get started, we are a new channel, so if you enjoyed this video, we ask you to smash that subscribe button to show your support. Hut, hut, hike! So first, we're going to start with the AFC East. So, Joe, what did you think of the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, you know, uh, the Bills draft is pretty interesting here. I mean, starting off with the Dalton Kincaid at tight end, I definitely wasn't expecting them, you know, to get him at the 25th pick. Um, but overall, you know, I like the Bills draft. I, I'm giving to give him an A- for their draft. I really like the value they got with Osiris Torrance falling in the second round. Um and, you know, Kincaid's going to be a difference maker for the offense. I think they wanted to go receiver, but after those top four guys came off the board, you know, hard to hard to argue with the uh, playmaking ability of Kincaid and definitely will help that offense like drafting one of those wide receivers would have. Yeah, I ended up giving the Bills a B plus. I think for me, I, I was close to giving them a higher grade. I really like the Kincaid pick. They went ahead and traded up for him. I think they're going to use him as an offensive playmaker. He's not going to be used in a traditional tight end kind of style. So I'm really excited to see what the Bills are going to do with him. And like you mentioned, though, Cyrus Torrance being drafted in the second round, late in the second round, pick 28. Uh, you know, when we were talking about him as a possible first round player in most mock drafts. And the interior offensive line was a huge need for the Bills. For him to just fall into their lap like that, I think that was great. Uh, the only thing that I think I would have probably liked for them to do is to get a better replacement for Tremaine Edmonds. They let him go in free agency. And, you know, the Dorian Williams guy, I think, has a lot of potential, but I'm not sure he's going to be able to step right in. So they don't really have a replacement for him. Um, but I do, I will say, I do like the Justin Shorter pick. Um, really interesting guy, five-star recruit. He was actually a better recruit ranking-wise over Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle. Guy just never brought all the talent in, um, but he's got a huge height. Um, he's got good speed. Uh, I think if the Bills can really develop him, I think he could be a good player. Yeah, I definitely do agree with you. You know, I, I honestly thought they were going to, you know, have one of their earlier picks be a linebacker to get that replacement for Edmonds. I just don't think it worked out with the way the board fell and stuff. And, you know, I'm sure they thought about it in the second round, but then they're like this Osiris Torrance guy who, you know, probably had a first round grade on, you know, fell to them late in the second round. So they probably just going to pass it up. And, you know, I agree with you as well. Shorter is definitely a, you know, an interesting guy in this offense. It'll be interesting to see how they use him. So head over to the Dolphins, Joe. What grade did you give them? Yeah, Dolphins. Uh, now they didn't have a lot of picks, but I think with the picks, they did pretty good. I, I gave them a B minus, you know, uh, Cam Smith, the corner out of South Carolina is an interesting pick and should be a decent fit with them to go along with the, uh, Xavier Howard and now acquired, uh, Jalen Ramsey in the secondary there. And then I really like, uh, I know you've kind of have your doubts on this guy, but I really like Devin H. And I think he's a, good playmaker and definitely is going to be a difference maker. They've got a lot of older backs at that position. So he brings a new dynamic and will bring some juice to that backfield. I think that's the real difference between you and me. And that's why I gave the Dolphins a C. I think Devin O'Shane 
went to the best possible landing spot he could. I'll give him that. I think him going to Miami, just his playing style, you know, kind of playing under Mike McDaniel, I think is going to help him. But also that running back room is ripe for the taking. So to me, I just question how much he'll be used. I think they could have went with a different running back. Um, I think that could have been more helpful for them. And then Cam Smith, I like that pick a lot. But part of the reason why I gave him the C is they just, you know, they didn't have a lot of picks. You know, they lost it with the tampering, you know, with the owner. And at the end of the day, you know, I don't really know if, you know, Elijah Higgins or Ryan Hayes is really going to contribute for them. So um, it's really going to come down to Cam Smith and Devin H. And, and they already traded for Jalen Ramsey, you know, in this uh, earlier this offseason. So they already have Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard. So to me, I think it was – I understand they probably went best player available with Cam Smith, um, but I think they could have went a different direction. Yeah, it definitely is a luxury pick, but, um, you know, you can never have too many corners. You know, in my opinion, a lot of them kind of get hurt, and if Xavier Howard or Jalen Ramsey get hurt, they really need somebody to be able to fill in. And, you know, nowadays you need three or four good corners and depth at the position, so I don't really have a problem with them taking them there. So, Joe, what grade did you give the New England Patriots? I'm giving the Patriots an A-. minus. You know, talk about uh, the complete opposite of the Dolphins. These guys, Patriots had a ton of picks, you know, like usual Bill Belichick, uh, you know, grabbing all those picks and acquiring them and, and using them. But, uh, you know, in the first round, they got a solid corner in Christian Gonzalez. Most people thought he was potentially the best corner in the in the draft this year. You know, I like Kayon White, who they were able to get in the second round, which is really good value for them in Ed Rusher. Um, you know, and I just think they did a good job of – kind of mixing in with uh, some of the best players available and getting in some needs that they had as well. Yeah, I actually gave them an A- minus as well. And a part of the reason why I did was kind of what you just said. Christian Gonzalez was regarded as a possible top 10 player. They got him at 17. Keon White, I think, uh, the edge rusher out of Georgia Tech, uh, I think he could be an impact player for them. And some of the other picks that they made that I really liked, you know, they were raving. Daniel Jeremiah was raving on this Marte Mapu. Uh, you know, he seems like a type of player that Belichick um, types, he kind of targets. Now, he has flopped <laughs> with those guys in the past. I want to say his name was Taven Wilson or whatever. When you draft him in the second round, people were like, who? <laughs> and then he just absolutely, you know, did horrible. So, you know, time will tell. But I think it's definitely interesting pick him. You know, I really like them rolling the dice on Keishon Butte in round six. Had some coaching problems with LSU and some off-the-field stuff. Uh, but to get him in the sixth round, hey, it's a roll of the dice. We'll see what happens. They haven't done the best job in developing receivers. Uh, but I like that late. And, you know, from an NFL standpoint, you know, getting a, getting a kicker, getting a punter, drafting these offensive linemen late, I always think that's a good move because – you know, I don't think you necessarily always have to draft offensive linemen <clears throat> really early in the draft. I think you can get these late bloomers that end up turning into good players. Yeah, definitely. It's all about, you know, the coaching staff you have and your ability to develop the players. But a lot of times, you know, you can definitely hit on a lot of these offensive linemen to your point, you know, later in the draft. Yeah, so it's interesting this year in the draft, uh, seeing kickers going kind of early, you know, saw 49ers go third round kicker out of Michigan and, now Patriots go kicker in the fourth round here, um, you know, which is definitely unusual from prior drafts. But it, 
I'm hearing a lot of good things about the booty pick. Um, and it's hard to argue with the wide receiver from LSU. They just seem to be the wide receiver factory or wide receiver U, as some would call it. So heading over to our last team in the AFC East, Joe, what grade do you give the New York Jets? Yeah, I give the Jets a, a B. You know, I think they had a really solid uh, draft, you know, starting out with Will McDonald, um, really talented edge rusher that should help the uh, defensive line there. And then I really like uh, Tittman, who they got in the second round. A lot of got, a lot of people thought this guy could be a potential first rounder, um, really good center out of Wisconsin. So I like that pick. And, you know, then they were able to, in the fourth round, you know, they were able to adjust the tackle position, uh, which is definitely a need. And they definitely need to upgrade the offensive line and protect Aaron Rodgers now. Yeah, I actually also gave the New York Jets a B. I think a part of the reason why I did, I like Will McDonald as a player. I really do. I just think that they had Jackson Smith and Jake on the board. And they could partner him with Garrett Wilson, with Aaron Rodgers, and they decided to go get Will McDonald. Nothing against Will McDonald, but you had a playmaker like JSN available for the taking. You didn't even have to trade up. And you just let him pass you by. So to me, I, I knock him for that. And then, you know, I like the Joe Tipman pick. You can't really go wrong with Big Ten <laughs> offensive linemen, especially interior offensive linemen, it seems. Uh, so I think that definitely will help them. Um, but the Israel Apicanda pick, maybe this was the best player overall, but you already have Brees Hall. You got Michael Carter. Donovan Knight showed some flashes. So did you really need to use a fifth-round pick? Um, on another running back, maybe I'm, you know, in my, I got my dynasty glasses on. And I was hoping he'd go to a <laughs> better landing spot. Uh, but you know, for me, it just seems, you know, kind of average uh, this draft class for the Jets. Yeah, I think that's you know why we kind of gave him a B. I agree. The you know running back pick there in the fifth round uh, was def was definitely interesting, but you know I, that's one place where you need a lot of depth at. So it's kind of hard to argue with that, though. So heading over to the AFC North, Joe, what grade do you give the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, I'm giving the Cincinnati Bengals an A minus. You know, I I think they did pretty good with this draft. Um, like some of the guys that they got, like Miles Murphy, I think uh, was a good ad rusher at the end of the first, towards the end of the first round there that they got. Um, and then DJ Turner, you know, at corner, they definitely needed to up their secondary, especially you know they lost their safeties and. Eli Apple is not going to be around at corner and you know this guy just got blazing speed and really good in man coverage so I think that really helps their defense a lot um and then you know I also like uh the Charlie Jones pick in the fourth round Tyler Boyd's probably going only going to be around this year and this guy man no matter it seemed to be no matter who he faced in the Big Ten nobody could stop this guy nobody could cover him and I think he could be a great option um, in the slot going forward once Tyler Boyd is gone as well. Interesting, Joe. That's a little bit of a nugget uh, for those who are uh, watching this video or <laughs> listening to us right now. Uh, yeah. For me, I gave the Bengals a B. I disagree with you a little bit on this. I, I kind of criticized the move with the Miles Murphy pick. I think he's a fine player, uh, and I know you can't have enough pass rushers, but they, they already have got Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard, who are pretty solid. They had a ton of people, other teams, excuse me, you know, ringing, ringing their phone, trying to trade up. 
uh, to get Will Levis in the first round. Just don't understand why they just didn't go ahead and trade down um, and collect more picks there. I don't feel like they needed to stay there uh, to take Murphy. And then the Turner pick, I think he's a good player, but I think it's a little bit of a homer vibe from you because you're go blue Michigan. <laughs> uh, but I think Turner is a decent player. I think he filled a need for them. Uh, because of the Eli Apple departure, I think it does make some sense. I do think they have some value. You know, a lot of people like that uh, Andre uh, Isavas uh, out of uh, Princeton. I think I want to say he did pretty well in the Senior Bowl. Uh, but really, that was what caused people to really start uh, showing interest after the flashes he made there. And you know, they've got Chase Brown, who I think is an interesting player. Really liked what I saw from him in the combine. And you've got Jordan Battle, who I think is a good from Alabama, the safety. I think he could have some good bench uh, intrigue there for them. But, you know, the other thing I don't like for them is I think they could have drafted a running back a lot earlier. You know, Joe Mixon, who knows what's happening with him. I don't. I feel like they just didn't address that position. Uh, I know they did draft him, Chase Brown the fifth, but I think they could have done better in drafting somebody earlier on. Yeah, I think that's a you know legitimate gripe you could have, but depending on where they had the running backs, um, you know, ranked, maybe it just didn't work out for their board. And you know, I think Chase Brown is an interesting back. Just you know, watching him play in the Big Ten, I mean, he's definitely uh, was a physical runner and a tough guy to bring down. I uh, like his playing style. You know, I mean, it was a deep running back class as well, so maybe they just couldn't justify taking one earlier. All right, Joe. So what grade did you give the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, I gave the Baltimore Ravens a B. I think they had a pretty solid draft. Um, you know, hard to argue with them getting, being able to get Zay Flowers. You know, everyone is buzzing about this guy and his playmaking ability. And, you know, now they get him paired up with Odell Beckham and the other weapons that they have for Lamar Jackson and this offense that, you know, we're all expecting to be more of a passing first offense with a new offensive coordinator, you know, and I really like the value they got Trenton Simpson at in the third round, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of people thought he was definitely, you know, maybe a first or second round player. And for him to fall to the 23rd pick in the third, you know, I think there's a really solid get, especially, you know, as we expected, that was kind of the writing on the wall that Patrick queen, that fifth year option wasn't going to get picked up and it, and it wasn't, um, so it definitely will be interesting to see how they use him going forward here. Yeah. It's interesting. You and I both did not give favorable grades <laughs> to the Baltimore Ravens at the time when we did our free agency grades after free agency for, for the Baltimore Ravens. Now that was before the Odell Beckham signing, but I gave the Ravens a C plus. I like Zay Flowers, but to me, that's the pick that I'm, I'm really taking away from, from this draft. I think he's a dynamic player. I'm a big Zay Bowers fan. Uh, so to me, I, I think he could do a really good job. I don't know how they'll use him. They pro- I think they would probably use him in the slot, um, but I think he can play outside as well. He's a little shorter. Um, but it'll be really interesting to see how Todd Monken, the new offensive coordinator, uses him. I like Trenton Simpson. I just am a little confused about the whole Patrick Queen situation. You know, you go ahead and you trade for Roquan Smith. You drafted Patrick Queen in the first round. You declined his fifth-year option. I guess this means the writing's on the wall, and you're saying 
we're done. We're, we're not going to keep Patrick Queen on the roster. If that's the case, I guess Simpson comes in and replaces him. And I do agree. I think the value is good for Simpson. But I just think the rest of the draft class was, you know, just kind of eh. So for me, as a result, that's why I gave them a C plus. Yeah. I mean, nothing really, you know, jumps out at you, but I think they, you know, just had a average solid draft. Um, but I think definitely, you know, they've been unhappy with Patrick Queen. Um, you know, I think there were, that was it known once they made that big trade for a guy like Roquan Smith as well. Um, so I've, you know, I don't expect them to resign queen or keep them after this year. So I definitely think Trent Simpson's going to step up, um, and fill that void. But I think, you know, I think the dislike for Zay flowers and the knock you're getting is more of your dynasty analysis coming into play here, fogging up your brain. Cause I know you were definitely disappointed with that landing spot for him for the dynasty. Touche, touche. <laughs> Heading over to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Joe, what grade did you give them? I gave the Steelers an A+. You know, I think they had a really great draft. You know, I, I like uh, Broderick Jones, who they were able to get in the first round. Um, and then Joey Porter in the first pick of the second round. I mean, he was a guy I thought they were going to have to use their first round pick on the teens, you know, to in order to get them. But be, them being able to address a lot of their needs and even getting a, you know, big tight end like Darnell Washington, who's potentially, you know, an extra offensive lineman essentially. Um, and he does have a little bit of pass catching ability as well, but I think they'll mostly use him as a blocker, like kind of how Georgia used him as well. Um, but just being able to fill the needs and getting the best players available that they did, I thought they did a really good job and had a solid draft. Yeah, I agree with you. I gave them an A plus as well. I think for them to trade up and get Broderick Jones, that offensive line was a sieve last year. So for them to get Broderick Jones, which some thought was the best offensive tackle in the draft. So to get him at 14, I think is really solid for them. And then, like you said, with Darnell Washington, what a value pick. I know people were worried about his knee or something with the medical check. So that's why he slid. But obviously, uber athletic, like you said, almost like an additional offensive lineman. That's going to help. Najee Harris and Kenny Pickett in that offense. So really like the tandem of those two. And then on the defensive side, you know, Joey Porter Jr., I thought he was definitely going to be a first-round pick. For him to just, you know, go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, what a dream, you know, for him to go back to where his dad played. But he's going to be a great player, and it's really a position of need, and he was the best player available. So it really worked out really well. And that Keanu Benton, defensive tackle of Wisconsin, I think that's really interesting especially with Cam Hayward getting up there in age. Uh, so bringing in a guy like him uh, to help in that interior defensive lineman, really like that a lot. And even that Nick Herbig pick, linebacker out of Wisconsin, I could see him uh, also possibly, you know, causing some flashes there in Steelers training camp. So it should be interesting to see because I think that linebacker room is, is pretty open. I mean, he moved off of Devin Bush. They cut Miles Jack. I know they brought in Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts, but I don't think either one of – I feel more confident in Holcomb than I do Roberts. But, I mean, if Herbert shows out, I think Herbert could definitely uh, overtake one of those guys as a starter. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you know, plus just getting younger at that backup linebacker's position, uh, Herbert could definitely be in there sooner rather than later, you know, especially uh, 
linebackers are a common place to get hurt. I know Cole Holcomb's coming off an injury that he had with the commanders last year. So definitely a solid pick for them to add some depth there. So rounding out the AFC North, Joe, what grade did you give the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, I gave the Browns a, uh, a B plus. Um, I, I know that, uh, you, you had a kind of a similar grade. Um, I think, uh, Cedric Tillman, um, definitely will, you know, with his playmaking ability, definitely can add a, add something to this offense, you know, kind of was interesting because they had Donovan Peoples Jones there already. They're kind of similar players, but, uh, I, you know, he could be a little more, uh, dynamic on the deep ball, you know, we saw in Tennessee and, We'll see how uh, they'll utilize them with Deshaun Watson now. But, you know, just some of their other players, I think they did a good job just adding some depth with the at offense tackle and their interior of their defensive line as well with their, their other third and fourth round picks there. I have to tell you, I'm quite shocked by your grade for the Cleveland Browns. I think it's a travesty that you gave them a B plus. Uh, and wow. I actually don't have a similar grade to you. You might have to you know, take your contacts out and put, put your glasses on. <laughs> uh, but I'm giving them a C minus. I actually think they might be the worst grade um, that I've given in the AFC. The Cedric Tillman pick is completely a head scratcher. Diamond Peoples Jones took some steps forward this past season. And now you're drafting a, a receiver who is very similar build to Diamond Peoples Jones. So to me, it's very confusing. They are. They already have David Njoku at tight end, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Diamond Peoples Jones, and now Cedric Tillman. I guess maybe if you consider, and I don't think you mentioned it, but if you consider Elijah Moore the part of this draft with them giving up a second round pick, maybe I I should be a little bit more lenient. I I just am thinking about this as we're talking about it, but the rest of the draft to me is just you know I don't know I I'm not that impressed by it. Dorian Thompson Robinson. I think he's the right type of backup uh, to go behind Deshaun Watson. So I think that does make some sense. And I do like the selection of Dewan Jones, the offensive tackle, the, the mammoth of a man uh, from Ohio State. I want to say he's like 6'8". <laughs> he's just a huge man. But there's been a lot of character questions about him. So I don't know. I, I think the Browns could completely strike out in this entire draft class. Uh, so that's why I gave him the C minus. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand the guys that they have, but, um, you know, Amari Cooper is not getting any younger and Tillman definitely has the, the size and stuff to be on the outside. So maybe it's more of a, a future play, you know, knowing that Cooper is, you know, gets hurt frequently as well. So maybe it's just an insurance policy for him, but yeah, Dewan Jones is absolutely huge. You know, I also like them, uh, in the sixth round, getting the center out of Ohio State, um, Luke Whipler. I, I think he's a good player and honestly thought he was going to go sooner in the draft. So being able to get him in the sixth round there, I thought was great value. And, uh, you know, I thought that was a good point you also mentioned, um, you know, with them trading Elijah Moore and throwing him in there as their kind of second round pick. because That's what they traded. So transitioning over to the AFC South, Joe, what grade did you give the Jacksonville Jaguars? I gave the Jacksonville Jaguars a B minus. Um, you know, I, I'd like they addressed the offensive offensive tackle position, which they definitely needed to after, you know, John James 
is, is gone in free agency now. Um, you know, Anton Harrison, I, I think, you know, probably would have liked the offensive tackle board to f- fall differently, but I think he's a, you know, fine player. He's not completely polished yet, but um, definitely has some potential. And I, I like their uh, Brenton Strange pick tight end is definitely interesting. Um, I know they have Evan Ingram, you know, for now, but they could easily move off of him. I also like, uh, you know, Tank Bigsby at running back. I think he's a will be a really good compliment for Travis Etienne as well. Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm kind of amending my draft grade on the fly here. I don't normally do this, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm actually going to up my grade a little bit and give them a B minus as well. I'm originally going to give them a C plus. Wow. One of the things that really stood out to me, and you know, now just looking at it a second time, I can't believe they got Antonio Johnson, safety out of Texas A&M, in the fifth round. Guy, I, everything where I saw, he was regarded as a top five safety. So for them to get him in the fifth round, and also that Parker Washington, I think Summit from the wide receiver out of Penn State, I think Summit talked about him possibly having one of the best hands in the entire draft. Uh, so for for them to get him in the sixth round, and on top of that, get decent players. You know, I, I'm not that huge on Anton Harrison nor Brenton Strange, but I think they're okay picks. I do like the Tank Bigsby pick, though. Don't like it for Travis Etienne, which we've talked about before. Uh, but I do like the Bigsby pick as a change of pace back. Um, you know, f- you know, I don't think he's gonna get he's gonna share the duties with Travis Etienne, but I think it could be a good thing overall for that offense. Yeah, I mean, this was a, you know, they use a lot of picks on defense late, and it's definitely a position that they really needed it, you know. Um, thought they might address the safety position sooner, but like you said, I mean, uh, Johnson was a, a, a great get for them in the fifth round. All right, Joseph, what grade did you give the Tennessee Titans? I gave the Tennessee Titans an A-. minus. You know, I, I really liked the uh, offensive tackle they were able to get at the 11th pick in the first round in Skaronski. You know, a lot of the guys had him as one of the um, top offensive tackles, and I liked that pick. And after losing Taylor Lewan at left tackle, I think he felt he's going to fill in nicely along that offensive line there. And then, uh, you know, they're taking their shot on Will Levis in the second round. You know, a lot of people thought he might go in the first round, but – uh, it goes into the second round to the Tennessee Titans here. And then I like uh, their pick of Tajay Spears. I feel like he's a good chance of pace back to play behind Derrick Henry for, you know, this year anyways. Um, and I think he he's better change of pace guy than their last year pick of Hassan Haskins. Yeah, I gave the Tennessee Titans a B plus. I agree with you that Peter Skaronski pick was a great pick. Some regard him as one of the top offensive tackles, if not the top offensive tackle in the draft. He's he's a really, he can play any position, and when you have that versatility, that's huge. I like the Will Levis selection a lot. I had thought that he'd be drafted in the first round. I thought he'd even be drafted at least in the top twenty. Was really surprised to see that he fell out of the first round entirely. So I was pretty big for the Titans to be able to get him. My my only concern I have is we saw them basically take Malik Willis last year for value, and then now he's got a complete afterthought. I, I just will we won't know till later, but I just for his for Levis's sake, 
I just hope that they really try to build around him and really invest in him, you know, for him to actually get like a proper hand <laughs> proper shot. Because I think Malik Willis, unfortunately, like he's done. Uh, he you know, maybe he'll go somewhere else and he might have an opportunity, but his opportunity with the tight ends is, is, is gone. And then with Ty J Spears, oh, go ahead. You're going to say something. Well, I was just going to say, I just don't think that the coaching staff of the Titans was, you know, I don't think their curtain staff is built to be creative enough for Malik Willis. And I know um, he definitely does not fit with what Mike Frabel wants to do. Mike Frabel wanted to rip his hair out when he saw Malik Willis running around as much as he did. So it's no surprise that they're pivoting off him and taking their shot with Will Levis. Yeah, Will Levis is definitely a bigger build that would align more with, you know, he's more of a power runner. He's not, he's a guy who's going to, you know, hit you in the mouth guard, <laughs> you know, whereas, you know, Willis is going to be scrambling and running all the way around trying to make a play. And then you've got Tajay Spears, who I like the pick. I was a little concerned to find out he has no ACL. I think that's a little worrisome. Surprised he didn't fall even further in the draft, to be honest with you, um, if that's the case. But overall, I think it was a good draft by the Titans. Transitioning over to the Indianapolis Colts show, what grade did you give them? Looks like it was quite favorable. Yeah, you know, I decided to give them an A+. Plus. You know, I really like their Anthony Richardson pick at number four. I think this was potentially the best landing spot for him. Uh, you know, just seeing what their the coach uh, Shane Steichen was able to do with Jalen Hurts last year, um, I just think that he can he's more re- most relatable and can really get the most out of Anthony Richardson. Um, you know, and they they got their guy at four; they didn't have to trade up for him. Uh, definitely like his potential. And then, you know, I think I I. Julius Brents is an interesting guy at corner. That was a definitely a position I need for them, especially um, once once they traded out uh, Gilmore on that on that defense. And then um, I like the Josh Downs pick in the third round as well. I feel like he can definitely help that offense and help Anthony Richardson be a more dynamic player because that's really what they need. Um, Pittman and you know Pierce don't get the biggest separation. So they kind of, especially with Paris Campbell being gone, they definitely need a guy that's kind of athletic and can be a speed guy and get open in the offense. Yeah, I gave the Colts an A minus. I agree with you. I like the Richardson pick a lot. I think it plays well to Shane Steichen and what he's trying to do with his success that he had with Jalen Hurts. So I agree with you. I think it's a great landing spot for Richardson, and he has some talent around him. He's not going to you know, a team that doesn't have anything around him. You know, you've got Jonathan Taylor, you got Michael Pittman, you got Alec Pierce, and now you got Josh Downs. To get Josh Downs in the third round, that's incredible value. I think that's going to be a great pick for them. He's a great slot player. I think uh, he'll be used really well in Indianapolis. I like the the Juju Brents pick, cornerback uh, out of Kansas State. That was definitely a position of need. Colts might have one of the worst secondaries in the league, so that's going to be pretty helpful. I'm going to botch his name, but I really liked Adetomiwa Adabawar. I definitely botched that immensely. But the defensive tackle of Northwestern, this guy is an athletic guy. I believe it's uh, Adabaware. Thank you, Joe. I, 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 to me, I think he's a very athletic guy. Uh, to me, to get him in the fourth round, I think that was a steal for them. 
Yeah, I agree. And just, I mean, they had so many picks, you know, I think they did it just a good job of, you know, addressing some of their needs and at times going best player on the board as well. So the last team in the AFC South, Joe, what grade did you give the Houston Texans? Yeah, I went with a B plus of the Houston Texans. Um, you know, I think I really like their pick of CJ Stroud at the second pick. Um, you know, we'll see. I have my doubts on Bryce Young. I think uh, Stroud or Richardson potentially could be the best quarterbacks in the draft here. Um, you know, one thing, though, I just was – I know it was a luxury for them to trade trade up to the third spot and get Will Anderson and have two of the guys in the top five. Just don't know if they necessarily had to do it. I mean, there's a this is a team with, like, a, you know, a lot of holes everywhere. They really need additional players on the roster. So that was one of my reasons for giving them a bit of a lower grade was just how much they had to give up to get into third slide. And I know Will Anderson's just a phenomenal player and a potential building back on the defense, but you know, there was potentially other edge players they could have gotten now, you know, I get it's not of Will Anderson's caliber, but just thought it was pretty rich to go up there and have the luxury of getting the two top five picks, but we'll, we'll see how it works out for him. Yeah. I gave the Houston Texans an A. I am not as big of a fan as you are with CJ Stroud, but they get their cornerstone quarterback. Uh, you know, haven't had one of those since Deshaun Watson and that whole debacle. So now they've got their franchise guy that they're going to develop around. And see, I like the Will Anderson trade. I know they gave the first round pick next year, but Will Anderson, he could have been drafted, I think, in number one in some cases. I think he was a blue chip player in this draft class. I think he's one of the best edge players we've seen come out in a while. Uh, I would be very curious if Anderson, Hutchinson, and Thibodeau were all in the same draft who would go first. I almost would say I think Anderson would go first. Uh, but, you know, when it comes down to it, I looking at next year's class, and, you know, who knows, somebody could, you know, come out of nowhere. But I think Anderson would probably be the best edge player coming out next year. What do you need for a football team? You need a franchise quarterback and you need a premier pass rusher. And you got both in one draft. So to me, it's great building blocks for the future for them. And also I like some late picks by them. You know, Tank Dell in the third round. I really like that pick out of Houston, the wide receiver, really speedster. I think that's a great pick. The Henry To'o To'o linebacker out of Alabama pick in round five. I think he might be just mostly used for special teams, but you never know with the Alabama pedigree. We'll be curious to see. Um, you know, what ends up happening there. And then Xavier Hutchinson, the receiver out of Iowa State, drafted in round six, I thought was unbelievable value. Uh, so to me, I and, and I think people really like that Juice Scruggs as well, the uh, center from Penn State. So to me, I, I think the Houston Texans did a great job. Yeah, they did, they definitely had a solid draft. It was kind of interesting. I heard uh, C.J. Stroud is actually the person to record to ask them to take Tank Dell and they obliged to his request to have him on the team. <laughs> hey, I mean, that must be nice. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would have liked that in all his years in Green Bay. Uh, absolutely. That's that's why he's a New York Jet now. <laughs> so heading over to our last conference, the AFC West. Joe, what do you give the Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs? What grade do you give them? Yeah, I gave the, you know, Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs a, a B minus. Um, you know, I think Felix Anaduke Uzama 
but he's an interesting guy to kind of fill in over take over that Frank Clark role. Um, the Rasheed Rice wide receiver out of SMU is an interesting pick for them. You know, overall, nothing really jumps out at you. Um, but I think they just had a, you know, a solid draft. Yeah, I also gave them a B minus. I like their round one pick better than their round two pick. I like Felix a lot. It was a position of need for them. I don't think they're bringing back Frank Clark, or maybe they will later on, but who knows. But now you've got him and George Karloftis. So I like that pairing for them. I think it makes a lot of sense. The Rashi Rice pick, I don't know. It's not my favorite pick. Uh, to me, I understand maybe they think they he'll eventually, you know, they lost Juju and they lost McCole Hardman. So maybe they feel that they need to bring a guy like him in. But it almost seemed to me kind of like, was it owner home vibes, Homer vibes? Because I think what I heard was the owner, the Hunts, went to SMU. So to me, it almost seemed like they kind of, there was some favoritism there. So to me, I don't really, I think Rice is a fine player, uh, but just based on their needs and everything else, I, I just, they have so many receivers as it is. I just, I don't know. I don't even know if they'll see the plane. I don't know if they'll see the field, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was interesting. I mean, that it they're they're a team that I feel like didn't have a ton of needs anyways. So, you know, hard to kind of fault them with with a lot of their picks here. All right, Joe. What did you give the LA Chargers for a grade? I gave the Chargers a B minus. Um, I, I like their pick of Quentin Johnston. You know, it definitely was interesting that the Chargers, you know, decided to pick them given that their current wide receivers on their team. But I do think you know, they got uh, Mike Williams, who struggles to stay on the field with his health. Keenan Allen, you know, is an older receiver. So, I mean, just gives him another player uh, with his size, has the ability to be on the outside. I, but I but I do like him and, you know, showed his talent with TCU. And I know the his biggest question mark is, well, you know, will he develop and be able to catch with his hands uh, as he tends to, you know, let the ball come into his body, which could be a problem in the NFL. But we'll see if they correct that. And then, you know, I just, uh, with the rest, with the rest of their picks, you know, I felt like they did a pretty good job, um, filling in some holes that they had on their current roster. So I ended up giving the LA Chargers a B. I really liked the pick of Diane Henley. I really was hoping he'd slide to the bills. I think he's could be the, well, I think he has the opportunity or the chance to be the best linebacker in the draft class, uh, come out of Washington state. Kenneth Murray has been a disappointment for them. They lost Drew Tranquil in free agency. So to me, it makes a ton of sense for them to sign him. They got Eric Kendricks there. I know they signed him free agency, but this is a guy in waiting. I think he's going to take Kenneth Murray's job. <laughs> Maybe not this year, but next year they'll move off from Kenneth Murray and he'll come into play. Then I like the Quentin Johnson pick. I just in some ways kind of feel like it's a little bit of a head scratcher. You know, what do they think about Josh Palmer? I think Josh Palmer was really blooming and becoming a good receiver. You know, when Keenan Allen was down and then Mike Williams was down, he really held his own. So I guess maybe they just, you know, they, they want to be rich in that area, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with having positional depth. I just question, you know, when he'll really be on the field. 
Maybe another injury happens. The Chargers always seem to have injuries every year. But I think it's more of a future play. I think it tells you the writings on the wall that Keenan Allen's probably gone. They were wondering whether they would be able to keep him anyway. So that'll be interesting. And then the Uli Toipolotu pick, uh, the edge out of USC. I think he could be a fine player. I just question the fit with the Chargers. I, I don't think that they've done necessarily the greatest job of developing edge and, and maybe I'm just this is just from a bias standpoint because you know they had Chen Wosu who also came out of USC who was a high draft pick was a bust and then went to Seattle and then had a career year I just based on his traits I, I it seems like they just they wanted to try it again I'm just a little bit I'm, I'm curious how that's going to pan out for them yeah it definitely will be you know, but uh, Khalil Mack's older, you know, Joey Bosa's there, you know, he, he gets really tired at the end of games. So, I mean, they do need somebody, but I definitely agree to go with the second round pick and given their lack of ability to develop that at that position, it is interesting, but you know, and also didn't work out, but maybe Thule will. All right, Joe, so what did you give the Las Vegas Raiders as a grade? You've been liking the Raiders offseason so far. Yeah, I, I didn't. I haven't hated what they've done. Um, but as far as their draft goes, you know, I, I ended up giving them a B. Uh, Tyree Wilson at pick seven, you know, is an interesting pick for them. I thought they might go offensive line, but they decided to get a guy that's, you know, pretty bendy um, and add in add to that defensive line to help out Max Crosby and get rush the passer better. And then uh, I really liked the pick of Michael Mayer in the second round that they got. Uh, Didn't expect him to make it out of the first round, but the fact that they were able to get him in the second, um, you know, go along with tight end as they lost Aaron Waller. I know they signed a couple of guys in free agency, but he definitely has a chance to come right in and start for them. Yeah. I gave the Raiders a B minus. I'm a little bit lower than you are in most of the industry is on Tyree Wilson. I know he's got the the traits. I know he's got the build to be this dynamic pass rusher. But you just paid Chandler Jones all that money. It was a huge disappointment. You have Max Crosby. I guess, you know, Wilson will eventually, you know, replace Chandler Jones. And who knows, maybe he'll eat in some snaps this year. I just, I don't know. I'm a little nervous for him. I'm a little, I it, it kind of smells like bust to me. Um, but you know, I could be wrong, but that's just my inkling as of right now. My favorite pick that they had was Michael Mayer. This guy was referred to as baby Gronk shocked that he made it to the second round. I believe they even traded up to go get him. And to me, he's going to fit right in with what McDaniels wants to do. He's a good blocker. Waller was not that for, for, for them. So I think it's going to be exactly what McDaniels wants. I think he's going to fit right in that offense I actually don't think there was a better – it might not be a better fit out there for Michael Mayer, honestly. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he's baby Gronk. Well, McDaniels, you know, was the offensive coordinator in New England with, with Gronkowski for the most part. So it be interesting to see how they use him. But, you know, Tyree Wilson wouldn't surprise me if he turned out to be a buzz just given the Raiders' track record with, you know, their first-round draft picks. Um, but I, I do like him, and I, and I think – you know, he could eat into those Chandler Jones snaps this year. Maybe they uh, decrease Chandler Jones's play a little bit this year 
you know, he's, he's, he's an older guy and maybe they give him fewer snaps and maybe that'll help him be more of an impact player. All right. So lastly, Joe, we've got your Denver Broncos. So what do you give the Broncos as a draft grade? Yeah, I ended up giving the Denver Broncos a B plus, you know, um, they didn't have a lot of picks in this draft, but you know, they traded up a couple of times, uh, to get guys that they, they wanted. I think Marvin Mims pick was really interesting to give them some additional depth at the wide receiver position. Uh, you know, KJ Hamler, they wanted him to be that speed threat in the slot guy. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's hurt again. I think they're finally ready to move on for him and Marvin Mims will help step into that role. And I've really liked their Drew Sanders pick. A lot of guys, uh, expected this guy to go off the board a lot sooner, but they were able, you know, get him in the third round. And I think, you know, he's going to definitely be in the mix, uh, taken in on defense. Um, be interesting to see how they use him because he's kind of that hybrid player, uh, with his rushing ability and with the linebacker, but, um, he definitely will help on special teams first and foremost. And then I like Riley Moss as well. Broncos really desperately needed depth at the cornerback position and uh, watching him play just like the way he is able to attack the ball and plays really well in man coverage as well. So I'm excited to see him. I have to tell you, I am, I watched the draft with you. I'm quite surprised that you gave the Broncos a B plus. You must've been marinating on this for a while, Uh, but I ended up giving the Broncos a C plus. The Mims pick to me, has some potential, but their receiver room is already, I think, pretty well established. You've got Judy, you've got Sutton, you've got Tim Patrick, and then, like you mentioned, you already have KJ Hamler. So, who's the odd man out of that group? I know you're mentioning Hamler, but are they really going to run a lot of wide four wide receiver sets where it's going to be Mims, Patrick, Sutton, and Judy? That'll be really interesting. I think my favorite pick the Broncos made was Drew Sanders. I believe Sean Payton was talking about him and referred to DeMario Davis. I could totally see Drew Sanders being at DeMario Davis type of role in that defense and what Sean Payton liked in when he, when he had Davis in New Orleans. So I think Sanders is going to be a great player for the Broncos. I think he's going to be a fan favorite real quick. Uh, just, you know, he's not your traditional linebacker. Was an edge rusher converted to linebacker. So that's going to be a really interesting pick for them. And then I'm a little surprised about the Moss, your Moss commentary. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a fine player, but trading, they traded a decent bit. I believe a future fourth and then their fourth this year to move up to get this guy, which obviously they liked him quite a bit. So we'll see, maybe he'll pan out, but it was just a lot to move up and was just really surprised um, by how much they gave up. Yeah, they gave up a lot, but you know, everything I'm hearing, they, they really like him. And, um, you know, people thought that he was a pretty high, high graded player as well. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it works out, but I, you know, I, I get it. It was a lot to, to move up for, but if he pans out, nobody's gonna, you know, even worry about that pick next year. So that concludes our NFL draft grades for every AFC team. If you enjoyed this content, we ask you to please like this video. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we've recently joined Apple and Spotify Podcasts. You can follow us there as well. Before we go, we are asking you to write in the comments which AFC team do you think had the best NFL draft. Thank you so much for watching, and until next time.